Hello and welcome to our second annual Halloween special event. Uh, this year we're going to take a field trip back into the land of Wushu, back into my childhood, back to I believe 1982 and one of my all-time favorite cartoons, Challenge of the Super Friends. But of course we are going to do the Challenge of the Wushuper Friends. Because, you know, copyright. <laughs> uh, so today I've assembled an excellent group of players, and we're going to introduce the players and the characters that they will be playing. And they will actually be playing two characters or more. So pay attention to that when we do the introduction. So, Scott, we'll start with you, sir. Howdy, all you kids out there on Radio Land. As mentioned, my name is Scott, and I will be playing uh, on the hero side, the Wushuper Friends side, First People Leader. He uh, was a, uh, a victim of the Navajo school system, but uh, during an unlawful and undisclosed military experiment that was being performed on him, uh, they injected him with super serum, first in the arms, but then when they went to inject him in the legs, the super serum was stolen away. Uh, so the injection in his arms gave his arms the ability to grow to stupendous length. And so uh, his first power, his wushu power, is stupendous arms. Uh, his second wushu power is of the Dine, or the Navajo people. And his third wushu power is loving husband and father of three. Now, the dastardly criminal who dared steal the leg super serum injections is no other than Motor Colonel Reichshaft. Uh, his first power is Stetchmarsh, or Goose Step. His uh, second power is Dutch design, Swiss precision, and German efficiency. And his third power is Common Sense. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, Matthew, you are up, sir. Yes, I am Matthew. Hello, and thank you for coming back to Halloween. My two characters are as follows. I will be playing the Eldritch Knight, who is a magical, wizardy, Batman-y-like character who, surprise, surprise, might actually be Merlin. His wushu powers are Original Mr. Wizard. Sward Kadabnivel an old curmudgeon. My dastardly monster will be played by someone known as Future Tron, but whose actual designation is R-0807. And his wushu powers are you can kiss my lustrous alloy posterior. In the distant future, the year 2000. And bleep boop beep whistle bleep boop. Okay. And rounding out our cast of characters, returning back to the land of Wushu, which he first introduced us to, is Andrew, that one GM on Twitter. Andrew, who are you playing tonight? Uh, yes, hello. I will be playing on the side of the Wushuper friends, Alexandra Hamilton, also known as Champion. Her, oh, well, let me have her, her backstory which is, in 1953, Alexander Hamilton was struck by a bolt of lightning while reciting the Pledge of Allegiance and holding a copy of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> she gained awe-inspiring powers and an unwavering sense of patriotism and morality. Oh, <laughs> Her wushu traits are absolute truth, social justice, and equality for all, lead by example, and undying hope. So not particularly funny. No, no, it uh, is. But I'm going to make that. <laughs> no, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Her back. Okay. That's good. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. Uh, on the other hand, my 
criminal mastermind who is uh, a member of the Battalion of Badness is named Adrena Leonard. Um, and his real name is just Leonard. <laughs> Pretty. He's not very creative. He's not a very creative guy. His wushu traits are, I want to be the best like no one ever was, a man among gods, and let's dance, fool. <laughs> and he has no backstory except that he is cockney. So, Good luck on that. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's see what happens here. Okay, <clears throat> so our story is going to pick up with the camera zooming across the swamps of Louisiana and narrows down on what appears to be an abandoned Hardee's restaurant, but it's actually the secret base of the Battalion of Doom who are currently planning their next mission on how they can destroy the Wushuper friends and their crummy Corridor of Justice. So we sink down below the surface and enter into their dastardly lair, where we find our villains planning or deciding what their plan will be when next they face the Wushuper friends. Who ate the last alligator nugget? Uh, Motor Colonel Reichshaft uh, looks up from his um, chewing, his uh, monocle dropping from his eye into his hand. He says, Nicht I. Uh, Adrenal Leonard is doing one-handed pull-ups in a black long-sleeved turtleneck, a uh, denim pants, and a black toboggan. And uh, he looks up at Futurama and says, Do I look like I'm going to eat a cookie? That's ridiculous. I don't eat cookies. And say, why do you eat cookies? You are a robot, right? Uh, do, do you, how do you ingest such uh, food substance into your uh, internals? Futuretron will rise up to his full eight feet tall of blue bulbous steel and robot arms. And his chest will swell and actually plates will size out. And he'll get even a little bit bigger and wider. I say, how do you expect... For me to run my power plants. Eh, 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 eh. Alligator. Who'd have thought that the future Germans have engineered themselves the Uber Roberton? You know, bruv, for a robot from the future, you sure do sound a lot clunky. A lot of uh, 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 and a lot less beeps and whistles. Thought you were from the future. Well, in the year 2000, this is what robots sound like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you say. Motor Colonel Reichshaft uh, replaces his monocle and says, Ach, mein Lieber, I, I, I do declare, I, I believe that the year 2000 is is not the future. It, it It's the past. My my common sense superpowers are tingling. They're telling well, me no, we're, that... We're in 1982. <laughs> that, that we're in 1982, and that's the near, not too near future. What are you on about, Motor Colonel? Oh, have you looked nein, at the calendar lately? Nutzing? I know nutzing. That's becoming readily apparent. So interesting. Mm. Ich will just sit down and read the paper. So, uh, as uh, Motor Colonel Reichshaft picks up the uh, Louisiana Swamp Times, uh, the front page is, of course, all about the traditional Halloween costume party that the Wushuper friends throw every year to let their fans come to the Corridor of Justice and walk its hallowed halls and learn about their history and have some fun and get some kids off the street and, you know, show them some good role models. Ach, mein Lieber! 
I, this, this, this chumps my hide. This, this cannot be. I, I, I cannot believe that, that we sit here underneath the old Hardee's or Denny's or Swabby's, what, whatever the Americans call these fast food holes, and, and, and we, we get dripped on by grease and, and we eat each other's snacks. And meanwhile, these were super fools are allowed to dress in fancy and fancy about. Was ist das? Explain, robot. If you truly are from the near-to-distant future. He'll take the plate that he was holding that used to have the alligator nuggets on it and break it in half and say, This really grinds my gears. We must get into the halls, halls. Oh, I hate those Wushuba friends. What do they think they're doing over there having parties and dressing up in costumes? The whole thing seems so inefficient. Inefficiencies are a thing of the past. It's a, it's a crime is what it is. Yeah, yeah, well said. And what a lot of bother about candy and c- confections and who cares about all that nonsense? Why, I sustain myself on alligator nuggets. I mean, you target acquired. Future Tron will have two machine guns come out of the back of his of his power plant and just start spinning up, looking at uh, Adrena Leonard. No, 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 boys, boys. Adrena Leonard drops down, uh, rolls along the floor, and just starts doing parkour all over the place, just in circles around the room. Just he's jumping over tables for no reason. Like instead of going. He's going out of his way to do parkour over things that don't need to be parkour <laughs> at all. Stairs, chairs. Te- technically, that's just parkour. Fair enough. That's like the definition. <laughs> Adrenaline lettered invented parkour. This is what we just learned, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I forgot that was 1982. Yep. Yeah, we're 1982. I call it Parker. Parker. After me, fr- after me mate, Parker. He had spider tattoos all over his body. He ran around throwing throwing little sticky things out of his hands and jumping from chimney to chimney. Where I said, Parker, I love you. You bastard. And I'm going to name me Style of Locomotion after you, Parker. Love it. So uh, Moto Colonel will, will look up uh, from his his uh, his eyes twitching. You can tell that means his, his common sense is tingling. That's his power giveaway. <laughs> and he says... If you two are done, I think I have a way that we can get all of the chocolate and also embarrass the super friends. Hmm? Hmm? Meanwhile, at the Corridor of Justice, we find our heroes well into their party planning stages, hanging directions, and planning their costumes for tonight's event. Hey there, champion. Do you need a help hanging the decorations that are really, really high up in this room? Champion from flying in the middle of the room, lands on the floor and says, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Oh. And she hands, hands some streamers to First People Leader. Thank you. Don't mind if I do. Always glad to be a hand, if you know what <laughs> I mean. Oh, that joke is <laughs> almost funny every time. Oh, yes. After we've been together for seven years, I'm I'm sure you just still get the same kick out of it that I do. <laughs> 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 just just pokes you right 
right in the belly button, am I right? <laughs> yes, and uh, his arms stretch to incredible lengths and he uh, continues to hang the streamers as she was competently doing before. The purple-cloaked and hooded figure in the corner is waving his hands around as streamers are magically being strung across... Uh, little ghost uh, things on the on the walls and pumpkins are flying around and he's these guys are killing me you know eldritch knight we uh we can you know turn the heat up if you're cold you don't have to wear your cloak all the time i mean it's like 70 in here but if you're chilly we'll, we'll turn it up it's you know yes and and why aren't you wearing the cloak we got you for christmas last year it had the American flag on it. As as a man of two nations like myself, I assume you would show pride in at least one of those. He will spin on his heel. <sighs> if I was cold, I would cast a fireball. But I'm not cold. And he'll take his cloak uh, that, you know, is around his body. Not his hood. His hood will stay stationary. And he'll, like, flip it around his body. And the American flag cloak will be out. Is this what you want? Now I'm Captain... Patriot or something. And two pumpkins will actually burst in Actually, I I think Captain Patriot was promoted a few years ago to Lieutenant Colonel Patriot, wasn't he? That's right. Nice nice lad, that. (sighs) Whatever happened to that guy? And he'll turn around again and start... He he got promoted. ...putting things back on the walls. I I heard he was researching into a a brand new military technique called a rendition of an extraordinary variety. I'm sure that the, the, his superpowers were coming in handy there. What say you? <laughs> Moving right along. Nobody got that joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad fell. that joke no, fell flat. No extraordinary rendition. Not a... Wow. Wow. Scott, you're, you're way more plugged in than anyone else. <laughs> First people leader covers up for his uh, initial thought that was a terrible joke and says, I'm sure he's giving them a hand. Hey, champion. Hey. Hey? You know, yes, definitely, first people leader. Although I'm not sure the joke works for every single person with hands. I think that it really only works because you can stretch your arms really far, and thus your your hands can be places where you wouldn't expect your hands to be. It's kind of the kind of the crux of the joke, really. So just making hand jokes about anybody with hands is not, you know, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You've got to give me a hand for that one, right? Um, when he says that, champion just when he says that, uh, you can see Eldritch Knight in the background shaking his head, but two purple spectral hands are like clapping right in front of his face. And but he is he is severely just nodding and just hating every every minute of this. So uh, about that time, uh, one of the the panels slides open to the. From you are in the outer sanctum of the uh, corridor of justice. This is where uh, guests are able to come and interact with you. But um, inside deeper is where the actual super base uh, lies, and it's your publicist, Melissa Mason, <laughs> who is an attractive uh, blonde with uh, red uh, rimmed glasses. Uh, uh, you know, horn rimmed, right? Horn rimmed, tasteful skirt. A uh, man's shirt, uh, you know, buttoned down, and she's carrying a clipboard, and she's walking through, and she is um, starting to sort of scribble notes, and she starts going over the itinerary for you, you know, when guests will come in, when you're going to do your photo ops, uh, you know, who all is going to be there. Obviously, the mayor is going to be there, as well as uh, some other dignitaries, possibly foreign as well, and just making sure that everything's in place. And she, basically, she'll ask if you need anything. She's about to go run some errands before the party starts. It's roughly, we'll say, five o'clock the party kicks off at seven 
Melissa, were you able to get famous movie actor Patrick Swayze to attend our party? And I know it was kind of a, I know it's more of a local charity event thing, uh, but there was some talk among uh, among uh, First People Leader and and the Elders Knight and the others about about maybe getting uh, Mr. Swayze to attend. Was that was that something you worked out or? I re- I reached out to his people and um, he said something about last time he came, there was some sort of incident and he would be declining to come this year because of that. In fact, he mentioned something about a restraining order. Just look, just because Swayze can't withstand a regular super hug from yours truly does not mean that that any restraining order can get between me and stars. I hope he does the finger guns after he says that. <laughs> but they're yeah, really high. They're, they're, really yeah, they're long. just shooting into the air so no one knows he's doing the finger guns. <laughs> Who's got two thumbs and loves Patrick Swayze? <laughs> this guy. Who has two thumbs, two super long arms, and two loves to make hand buns. I would also like to think that uh, the, the color drained from Champion's face when she heard the news. And she just tried to keep her commotion like... Oh, yeah, well, that's so weird, right? <laughs> yeah, I you know, that's 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 fine. No, that's fine. Um um yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I that's that's fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. And then she just like takes off at lightning speed and flies off to do other other decorating chores. Uh, Melissa, did Alf's people get back to you? I sent him in personal invitation. I had my dragon deliver it. She starts looking through her clipboard, you know, that thing where she like lifts papers and she looks up at you and she looks down and then she goes to their papers and she looks up and she looks down. And then even she's like shocked herself. Actually, yes, uh, Alf will be attending. Perfect. Incredible. Incredible. I love that guy. I'm sure we'll have much to discuss around the armchairs. Huh? Huh? Oh great! I'm so I'm so happy! I'm so happy for you, Elder tonight. I'm so so very happy that Alf was able to attend. I'm really I'm really excited about that. I'm happy for you. I'm I'm really excited that Alf is going to be here. Alf, I'm excited that Alf is going to be at our Halloween party. Alf, great! Alf is a real super great. is a real model citizen of the universe. Champion, you of all people should want him to be comfortable in the hallowed halls of justice. Also, I'm making all the armchairs into couches because I can't stand these jokes anymore. And all the armchairs just start suddenly widening and sprouting two and three more cushions. And they're all couches now. Well, you've, you've disarmed them. How dare you? <laughs> Champion just completely ignores that joke and turns to Eldritch Knight. Wait, weren't you going to dress up as... Wasn't your costume going to be Alf? Like... You're not going to dress up as Alf with Alf here, right? Because that's I'm not. That doesn't seem like a great idea. Of course not. I'm going as Mister Hooper oh, okay. from Sesame Street. That's that's perfect. <laughs> I'm sure all the children will love that. Well, the Big Bird costume didn't fit, so I had to go with what I got, and I'm not being Mister Rogers again. All I have is this old black turtleneck. And this dumb black sock hat. So I'm not sure. Like, I went through my closet a couple times. I just, there's nothing. It's all just pantsuits and leotards. So I just don't, I don't know. I'm, I'll figure something out. I'm, I'll figure something out at the last minute, I'm sure. Are you saying that it's a costume party and you haven't a thing to wear? You caught me red-handed. Aren't you wearing a costume? Well, yeah, but I can't come as myself. That'd be ridiculous. Well, you're going to dress up in costume, aren't you, first, first people leader? 
Oh, yes, I... My family's coming to this. I, I thought I'd come as my alternate identity. Sean Dean. Wait. Say that again. Run that by me again. I... I... I mean, my family will be here. I'd, I'd like to spend some of the time with them, and so I'm coming as my alternate identity. Sean Dean. <laughs> did we... Did we did, uh, Champion flies over to Eldritch Knight. Did you know what First People Leader's alternate identity was? Because I did not know yes, that. Yes, I knew, but it's embarrassing for me to know. And also, I never heard him speak, so this is actually killing me right now. This is the absolute most fun I've ever had with you people, and I'm so glad to be a part of this team. Thank you for asking. Didn't we just go bowling last week? Are torture. you saying that was not Tor- fun? It was oh. it was literal torture. I mean, it was kind of unfair that first people leader just kept pushing the ball all the way down the alley and then using it to knock over It was the complete pins. and utter nonsense, and I cannot believe that hey, that's a rule. My foot was behind the line. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all agreed that you technically got away with cheating. Thank you. It's fine. That's not my fault if if my gods have given me gifts and powers that, that your gods have not. Where's the constitution gotten you in bowling, hey? Hey? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. America's great. <laughs> Jimmy just stares at him, like, lifts her eyebrow, looks into the camera, and shakes her head. So the the camera will stay on your face with your lifted eyebrow and incredulous look, and then we'll uh, have a star swipe and a couple pew pew. Meanwhile, at the Battalion of Doom, we're going to go into a montage of how you are preparing to infiltrate the Wushuper Friends costume party. So each of you will get a scene, and you can basically describe what you are doing, how you are getting ready, or any anything you're doing or changing uh, to be able to do that, and we'll just... Go, everybody will get a turn, and then we'll move this to a next scene. So, Adren Leonard has been thinking about his costume all year. Literally, since uh, since November 1st of 1981, Adren Leonard has been planning his costume. Not even realizing that they were planning to do an infiltration on this night. Just by complete coincidence, he was planning to dress up as champion, his most hated <laughs> rival and nemesis, because... He desperately, the only thing he wants in the world is to be better than her at something. Because he's just a regular dude who never skips leg day. And he just, he he's so upset that he's not the best. So he is, as we speak, doing a series of push-ups that turn into handstands, that turn into sit-ups, that turn into front rolls, that turn into long jumps. Uh, and then he grabs onto uh, a bar with one hand and does chin-ups, and with the other hand does curls with a uh, 20-pound dumbbell. And because his goal is, one of the things he wants to do is just build up more muscle mass. Even though Champion is not, like, huge, he just has super strength, but he just keeps thinking that if he, he really needs to, he really needs to stretch the, the cheap Champion outfit that he got. So he's just he's trying to build and to build that muscle mass. Excellent. So uh, we will star swipe from you exercising and getting to ready to put your costume on, and we will find Future Tron getting ready to go. What are you doing, Future Tron? Okay, so star swipe, <laughs> star swipe back to Future Tron watching television, and it's clicking through the channels, and experienced viewers will notice that as the channels are going, the picture is getting better and better. But not only is the picture getting better and better as the channels flash by, 
but the shows are literally changing. So Alf has been replaced by, you know, Mork and Mindy. I don't I don't know. I don't I I'm bad on time. But needless to say, the shows eventually slow down and you get to friends. And you zoom in on the kiss between Rachel and Ross. And as the camera pulls out again and you pull out to Futuretron, he's just quaking. Arr, perfect. And his body will shrink. And he'll shrink down to like a beanpole size. And his limbs will, you know, form like a hu- uh, like a human. And he will, and he'll whir around and all his parts will shrink into his body and some will disappear into antimatter. And then suddenly this holographic projector will just go over this weird robotic form. And then he'll be like, hey, Rachel, do you want to go, 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 go? The kids will love this. And uh, the camera will turn and face the TV that is now showing television from the future and just sort of keep going into it almost Matrix style. And when it goes through, we are now looking at Colonel Reichshaft. Uh, Motor Colonel Reichshaft is... Um He's, he's gone to the corner party supply store, which, given that this is a burned-out Hardee's, it must be in a real bad part of town for the 1980s. So, um, it's, it's, it's already kind of picked clean. We we're, we're really haven't planned ahead for, for Halloween, right? There's, there's, there's not much left. But he walks in right in full creepy German Nazi regalia, and someone's like, Oh, awesome custom, dude! Like, oh, it's amazing! He's like, Das ist nacht ein custom? You will be pointing me towards the, the American native costuming, please? The clerk, like, looks really confused with his lip ring and his node piercing and his boombox behind him, and he just kind of points down the aisles like, That way, dude. And so the motor colonel does his best goose step down the aisle until he finds a, you know, deluxe children's size, mostly still in package, with some scotch tape around it, like, um... Indian playset. Cowboy, like like Caucasian cowboy not included, it says right huh? on the side. And um, <laughs> it includes, you know, one of those tiny little bow and arrow sets with a little rubber tip, right? And a super insulting, uh, like, like feather uh, cap, right? And, and like uh, some, some paper that you wrap around your shoes that makes them look like moccasins, right? And a leather vest with uh, fringe. No, no, no. The, the the picture includes that, but they assume that all kids have their own fringe leather vests because it's the 80s, right? True. <laughs> He's not wrong. I just threw mine out. Yeah, I like would point out, though, that in 1982, that era would not be rubber-tipped. That's mm. right. It would be okay. straight it up steel. <laughs> So uh, he he uh, procures this. He, he puts it on the, the counter along with some good old-fashioned German marks. And uh, he says... Das ist gut, ja, and and takes the package and and uh, huffs off, and then you see him deep in the bowels of the abandoned Hardies, trying to straighten out his uh, little feather headdress, like plastic shiny thing that doesn't quite fit his head. You you can tell he's he's looped a couple of safety pins around it in the back to kind of hold it on, right? And, and then he's like, yeah, das looks gut, ja, ja. All right, so we are going to find you guys uh, a few moments later. You are now in your vehicle. What does your Battalion of Doom vehicle look like? So I know that on top, there is a um, open gun nest, like a machine gun nest. But it doesn't actually have a machine gun. What it has is a water cannon 
that they use only one time in the entire run of the series, but it was the excuse to um, sell a themed water gun. And the actual toy actually has a tiny reservoir reservoir for water. You can squirt about three ounces of water out of it. So Adrenaline Leonard is sitting in the water cannon nest, um, complete with his homemade champion outfit, which I think we'll get to later. The body of the vehicle is a uh, souped-up Tiger II that uh, Motor Colonel Reichshaft brought to us. And by souped up, I mean with future technology, so it can hover. So the uh, the treads actually bend in, and then it's in hover mode. So we're actually hovering on a World War II Nazi tank. Like, like Back like, to the Future yeah, exactly, style? Back to the Future style, yep. With a with a gun nest like a like a pirate ship, but you know out the top, <laughs> and you have the the motor colonel. He's sitting out front, you know, with with uh, binoculars. Adrenal Leonard is up in his gun nest with the water gun ready, and I imagine that um, inside is is Futuretron, kind of working all the fiddly bits on the inside. Well, I wanted to point out that there was a huge there's a hinge on the driver's side, just a huge hinge. The whole thing just actually flips open. Which is completely impractical, but it's the only way that Robotron can get in. Is you have to unhinge the entire like you can't you can't get in through the door or the the top. You got to unhinge the entire vehicle mm-hmm. and get in, and then then close it again. Plus, it it fit really well with the toy because you can open it up and you get the full inside yeah. playset. Right, and that's right. that's the reason. The toy the, the 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 drawings have to be completely detail accurate to the toy. So even though this is a hovercraft, it only hovers a couple feet off the ground. It can't actually fly. So we will have a scene where the 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 camera is still, and you just sort of start to pull past the camera, and we see each of you in your respective places. And then there's a hard wipe, and we see you stuck in traffic because obviously this is a huge deal. I you know this is the Wushuper Friends Halloween costume party. Everyone's going. So you are downtown. Uh, Metropolville, and uh, you are having a very hard time getting through, and you're afraid you're going to be stuck in traffic so late that you won't get there. So how can you utilize your powers to get through the traffic jam? So this will be our first active scene. It's going to have, we'll say four is the limit of details, and it's just a one defense. Ach, nein! Das ist dein Kaputtnicht Autobahn from the American Dogs. Ah, da, da, ah, ah. I see through my giant novelty binoculars that an an exit. There must be. There must be an. Das ist ein exit. Quickly, quickly, Futuretron, merge, merge. <laughs> They're letting you in, Futuretron. Why aren't you, you merging? Can't take mine. No. Rachel, I'm doing the best that I can. God, keep it down. We were on a break. <laughs> Ach ja, das getting into character. All right, so who's actually driving this train? <laughs> Futuretron, obviously. Futuretron. All right, so Futuretron. So, um, so again, so you're going to make uh, at least the first roll here. So describe what you're doing and how you're trying to get out of this traffic jam. It's a well-known fact that in the in the distant future, in the year 2000, that uh, traffic is a negligible point, and Futuretron is not used to all this traffic. But not only that, he's also simulating the personality of Ross Geller. And Ross Geller is a horrible driver, especially when he's arguing with Rachel. So he's just doing the best that he can. 
he's only a paleontologist slash you know robot from the future so he can't really do everything he wants to do but rachel slow down okay so all right so you get your four dice okay and i'm uh i think this yeah i'm i'm using the in the distant future the year 2000 skill so that's a four so i'm rolling under in this game yes okay yeah that was a question sorry that was why i uh that was the inflection and i'm gonna split it 50 50 red and blue lasers okay okay my white dice are gonna be my blue lasers <clears throat> this is not going to get confusing at all no no for for my easy roller dice it's gonna be fine so i passed two on my blue lasers and one on my red laser so you make some progress in the scene. You take no stress from from merging, so Rachel doesn't get onto you onto you too badly. So we've made some progress, but we are not yet out of the scene. And in fact, when you merge, you go down a you get kind of pushed into an alleyway, and when you come out the other side, you are now in a parade, oh, and geez. people are lining the streets, and you are in a Halloween cotton. There's all these other floats, and you fit in. They just think you're another float in the parade, but it's. You're still not out, and you're not not to the corridor of justice. All right, so uh, we'll go to um, Adrena Leonard. Oh, I told you not to merge onto main future Tron. Oh my god! So uh, Adrena Leonard leaps from his apparently very high machine gun nest, like his water cannon nest. Like a, I guess it's like a crow's nest. Uh, so he leaps down from that, um, but he doesn't do any parkour. He just leaps and lands flat-footed on the ground hand runs up to the front of the parade like he he doesn't have candy but he scoops up some rocks and throws some rocks at the children that's low not hard just just enough just just enough to to teach them distract them. we're villains but but encouraging kids to eat rocks instead of candy that's low adrenaline leonard is the reason that parents had to check their candy in the 90s he is the solitary reason eating rocks never did nothing to my teeth and he just smiles this horrible like bad British teeth smile, just like just a miserable. Like the animator spent a full day drawing this frame of his like horrendous teeth. Uh, so he runs to the front of the parade and then uh, sees a um, a guy walking down the street with a boombox. Because people did that, and he grabs the boombox and puts it down. Finds some spare cardboard just lying on the ground and makes a break dance stage he starts the beat without even checking the boombox he just turns it on and it's immediately this really sick except that's probably not what it sounds like but it's better than that that's just not sufficiently sick (laughs) (laughs) hang on a second what is this on is mine beat not hot enough for you the discotheque is on fire adult contemporary nah maybe he changes it until it's sufficiently sick and he just starts breaking, uh, starts breakdancing like there is no tomorrow. He does the, you know, he does the, he does the worm for no reason. I'm not sure if that's really a breakdance move, but he does it anyway. He does the spin on his back. He's really good, um, but he looks really foolish doing it because he's in the middle of a parade. It's the middle of the day, and he's just like pushed children out of the way to lay this cardboard out and start breakdancing. Yeah. So what are you trying to accomplish? Like, what is the goal? I'm trying to divert the parade so that we can get around it so i'm trying to draw everyone's attention to me break dancing so that we can get around the people in the parade and get back on track all right let's roll that's definitely four okay <laughs> uh all right so you said it's uh so i'm gonna do three and one 
three for my red laser, I guess, and one for my blue laser. Um, and I got, and I got, wow, I got one red laser success and no blue laser successes. So I, I take a stress, right? You take a stress, and um, so what? So what happens? Did you like spin, and then you misjudge, and you hit your head on the wall? It's the eighties. So, someone with baggy MC Hammer pants like comes out and challenges you to a <laughs> to like a like a battle, and you start losing, right? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, yeah, he he doesn't. He's he's a good he's a good he's a good breaker, but he is. I mean, the guy that he stole the boombox from is a long time street break dancer and so he comes over and just challenges him to this 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 break off and uh he he does start losing but the crowd is still being drawn of what happens is they actually swell up and block off the street more like the parade would have kept going eventually but now the entire parade and the audience is just everyone has just completely stopped there's no movement anymore from five miles an hour to zero (laughs) all right future tron you uh, you are now completely stopped. The, uh, the the vehicle is not moving at all. There seems to be some sort of commotion up ahead of you. The people started to gather. You hear some some sick beats being played and some oohs and ahs, uh, but that has not helped you at all. So Futuretron, with the um, fictitious personality of Ross Geller, overlaid on his uh, killer time traveling robot personality, will have a mix of circuits and will think that kids love dinosaurs, and so does Ross. So he will use one of the projectors mounted on the exterior of the tank to project dinosaurs to come running down the parade in um, semi-aggressive fashion. And uh, if need be, he plans to exit the vehicle and explain the, t- the behaviors of said monstrous reptiles. Yeah, but he hopes that that'll clear some traffic. Excellent. All right, roll your four. Okay, I'm also going to split it again. And I think that's also distant future because I'm time traveling. The year 2000. We are robots. Bop, boop, bop. Eat it. Okay, so I failed my red lasers and passed my blue lasers. (laughs) All right, so you, you take no stress. So what happens is the kids love dinosaurs. Oh, and so now you you basically have capsulated yourself. There's a blockage up front because of the breakdance battle. And now there's a blockage behind you with all the kids who are wanting to check out the cool Jurassic Park dinosaurs even before that that's a thing. And now you can't go in any direction. So you're still completely stuck. And time is slipping away. You only have a small window to get to the costume party uh, to get in before they shut it down. So, Motor Colonel Reichshaft, how are you going to get us out of this precarious oh, situation? Motor Colonel Reichshaft, come on, help me out here. I can't be the only paleontologist doing anything around here. Yeah, and I'm breakdancing as hard as I can. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, ich will, ich will. Das ist nicht sehr gut. Achtung, Achtung, Achtung. So, uh, we're Motor not Colonel, in Ichville, we're in Metropolville. Motor Colonel Reichshaft uh, steps into the, uh, steps out of the tank again, so apparently now no one's in the tank. And and uh, he says, Achtung, Achtung, we will make a superior parade. We will form orderly lines. We will move to the right side and keep to the right side. Yeah, yeah. We will walk at one constant 3 kph. That is reasonable walking speed. Yeah, yeah. Das ist sehr gut. 
Please continue, continue. There is nothing to see here. No breakdancing. That is inefficient. And uh, he's relying on his Dutch design, Swiss precision, and German efficiency to organize the crowd into like like this this like Eastern European like like eyes down, march forward, joyless kind of environment. And I'm going uh, all red lasers on this because das ist nicht gut. Achtung, Achtung. That's two successes, and I take a stress. Okay, so yeah, you get everyone on the right side of the parade starts to follow along, but all the people on the left side are still confused by what's going on. So you have started to move things, but at this point, it's almost like creating like a swirl. So they're going up the right side, but then they're hitting the beatbox dance-off, and they're turning left, and then they're coming back down towards the dinosaurs. So you're basically just created a circle of people that are spinning around you over and over again. The Swiss precision part made it into a big clock. It's it's like a watch. (laughs) And they're stepping all in time. It's perfect rhythm. Ah, nine! Uh, So Edwin Leonard um, stops stops breakdancing, because he realizes that, one, he's... uh, He's got matched. Yeah, he got matched. He got served, in fact. Uh, he knows that, in fact, he got served uh, hard. So he, he stops breakdancing. And uh, so Adrenaline Leonard thinks to himself, all right, what we got here is a, a failure to communicate. So he, he steps up. He finds the high, the tallest float in the parade, which is um, a giant. The giant peanut balloon. The Peanuts is in the comic strip. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's Snoopy. Uh, Snoopy. Yeah, so he climbs up onto Snoopy, much as Snoopy himself would do to his red dog house, and stands on Snoopy and looks down at the people and says, I am just a man, a man who climbed up this inflatable dog, and I want you all to listen to me and hear the tone in my voice. But don't worry about the words, because the words don't matter. And I want you to turn around and get out of here and go back to your homes, feed your children rocks, and have a good evening. And, and his accent is so powerful, and his, the tone of his voice is so strong. People really can't understand what he's saying, so they only hear the tone of his voice. So they think it's an inspiring speech. They think this simple man, this simple man dressed up in the worst champion costume possibly ever created is giving them an inspiring speech and they, they start walking away. They hit their head at home. All right, let's roll it for right, I mean, man, a man among gods. Cause he's just a, he's just a man. So I got one offense or one red laser success and two blue laser successes. So I did not take any stress, but I only progressed to the plot one. So you're still a little ways away. So one of the pedestrian looks up at his buddy. He's like, yeah, I never thought I could be a person that climbed a balloon, but if that normal person dressed in that crazy costume can climb a balloon, then maybe, maybe I could climb a balloon. And his buddy's like, yeah, you know, maybe I could climb a balloon. And like the, the crowd starts to like mob and they all rush towards the balloons because they all want to be the normal guy who climbs a balloon in a parade. Perfectly according to plan. God, nothing is working out. I don't understand what's going on. Eh, 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 eh. Foolish human. We must think about a plan that involves rockets. 
And Ross's hands will start moving at, like, ridiculous speeds. And he will start <laughs> typing on all the keys all over the inside of the uh, the converted Tiger 2 tank. And he will be pressing the appropriate keys and buttons to make rocket boosters come out of the sides of the hover device to lift us out of the traffic because this is ridiculous. And in the future, you don't need to drive. You can just fly over there with freaking rocket boosters. So why are we even in this traffic? He will be saying a bunch of very insulting remarks from the future that no one understands about Motor Colonel Reichshaft and his his desires to go through this insanity. But the rocket boosters will be powering up and lifting us away from all these people and holographic dinosaurs that will be disappearing very soon. All right. Roll it. Four. Um, that's the same skill, but I'm putting all into attack because this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, four success. So your rocket boosters come online, blast you out of there, flattening probably like uh, an entire city block, just blast everyone down. Scorch outline is by Felicia, which no one knows what that means. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and you find yourself... Uh, hashtag, the... hashtag by Felicia. Hashtag by Felicia. Um, and you guys, because of the parades over here, you find yourself on a side street. Uh, we'll call it Second Avenue. And it is completely clear. It's almost like you have a police escort because all the roads have been blocked off for the parade and there is nothing in your way between you and the corridor of justice. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Thank you.